0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Do you remember this guy? I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I got as far as Capitol Hill. It's Bill. He might have walked you through how bills become laws back in school. But there's one part of the process that Bill never really got to. The influence that the private sector can have on the fate of a bill in Congress. Now, for months and years, we've been hearing all sorts of pro-environment and climate change messages from big business. Apple has a plan and a promise to make Apple carbon neutral. Wait, no, we've already done that.
1: We will work to leave the world better than we found it. To create a better future for our planet, we all must get involved. So McDonald's is doing its part. I think you're seeing a lot of companies in the past several months, for sure, putting forward more aggressive climate goals uh, and really trying to make their
0: their intent public. So you'd think that their lobbyists would be ready to support the biggest climate bill to make it to Congress, right? So corporate America has said, we recognize climate change is a problem, we want to do something about it. Do those same corporations and business groups support this bill?
1: So, no. The Chamber of Commerce, the National Association of Manufacturers, the Business Roundtable, those are three of the bigger... Business lobby organizations, they do not support reconciliation, even though it has a ton of climate goodies in it, hundreds of billions of dollars worth, in fact.
0: I'm Annie Snyder. This is Politico Energy, and today...
1: It is not just a climate bill. There are other provisions in this $3.5 trillion package that you would expect a business lobbying organization to oppose
0: my colleague, Zach Coleman, on why some of the most powerful groups representing corporate America aren't behind the reconciliation bill and the pressure that they're facing to make good on their pro-climate promises. It's Wednesday, September 15th.
1: They don't want to raise corporate taxes, and there's a whole bunch of other uh, initiatives that the business community as a whole does not support. But I think the, the main one that will unite them all is the increase in corporate taxes. To to say that this is only a climate bill, that's not true. To say it is the most significant climate bill, that probably is true in a lot of ways. Uh, But, you know, it's also there's all this other stuff.
0: As one of your sources said, a kitchen sink kind of bill. Do we know which policies or which um, provisions of the bill are driving that opposition?
1: So I think the opposition is driven by more of the you know big spending numbers here and what would be used to raise those revenues so we're talking about corporate tax increases probably increases in taxes on wealthy individuals and you know this idea that it will harm job creation and raise prices for consumers so you know that that is something that they oppose but it's also true that this is a significant climate bill there are some companies that have said Yeah, we support reconciliation because it is a climate bill. uh, But the lobbying organizations as a whole, I don't expect them to change how they are pushing on this bill, which is to oppose it.
0: Hmm, That's interesting. So there's always been a strain of the environmental community that's looked skeptically at these corporate promises, right? You know, fears about greenwashing, wondering whether what's being said publicly lines up with what's being said and done behind the scenes. Mr. McCoy will become one of the first ever executives to claim that ExxonMobil has aggressively fought climate science.
1: Did we aggressively fight against some of the science?
0: Uh, yes. How is the environmental community reacting at this point? The environmental community is
1: putting these business lobby organizations on notice. They are saying the deck is stacked to get something through. If you, business community, tell Joe Manchin and Kyrsten Sinema and the nine House moderates that struck a deal with Nancy Pelosi to get both the infrastructure and the re- reconciliation bills moving then they probably could support it. And then you probably could have climate action. But if you don't do it now, who knows when we're actually going to be able to do it. And time is running out to really get on top of climate change before the effects of it become way too dire and baked in.
0: So this is, of course, likely to be a squeaker of a vote. You mentioned some of the moderate lawmakers that we're all watching and bird-dogging so closely. Do we know what effect these groups, these business groups' position is having on lawmakers? and their support for or lack of support for this bill?
1: Well, the lobbying organizations have made no secret that they oppose the bill and that they are going on a multifaceted blitz to make sure it doesn't pass. First D.C. liberals spent trillions. Now Americans face record inflation. Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy claims to work for you, not Nancy Pelosi. But Stephanie Murphy sold out Florida to advance Pelosi's socialist wish list. I mean, when I look at this, I don't see how America could possibly like this. So... You've seen people like Senator Joe Manchin talk about he's concerned about the risks this poses to inflation. No one's even talking. Inflation. People are talking to me in West Virginia about the price of gas, the price of uh, everything they buy, including their groceries. They're influential organizations. That's why a lot of lawmakers like Sheldon Whitehouse, the senator for Rhode Island, have uh, tried to call them out in public. You know, I've said, you say you're for this, put your lobbying power behind it. There are no more excuses with a problem this dire. And I think that that is a fair criticism. But, you know, from, again, these organizations perspective, uh, it's not just a climate bill.
0: It seems like the business community's position now could end up being their defining position on fighting climate change. If this bill ends up not coming through or coming through in some sort of watered down version, is there going to be a long term price for these companies uh, to pay?
1: Well, it, it depends on, you know, where these companies are putting their Political capital. So the companies within inside the organizations, like the Chamber, you know some of them are actually mounting a letter right now that is going to publicly rebuke the Chamber for opposing reconciliation based on the fact that it would do a ton of good on climate. And I think that there will be a long memory. these These are influential organizations, and we recall, you know more than a decade ago when Waxman Markey, was in Congress that a lot of these business organizations were some of the lead groups angling against it. So, you know, a lot of people think that this could be a repeat of that scenario.
0: Also, yesterday, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission allowed a controversial pipeline in Missouri to temporarily continue operating. Earlier this summer, a federal appeals court in D.C. took the rare step of striking down FERC's approval of the already operational Spire pipeline. It later rejected the company's request for another hearing. According to the court, FERC ignored evidence of the pipeline developer's self-dealing when it approved the pipeline back in 2018. But yesterday, FERC gave the company an emergency 90-day operating permit so Spire can determine whether shutting down the pipeline would hurt the region's energy supply. The company's general counsel said it will explore all options for keeping the pipeline operational, including possibly seeking Supreme Court review of the decision. And before you go, I want to tell you about a new podcast Politico just launched called Global Insider. In the first episode, host Ryan Heath talks with U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Linda Thomas-Greenfield just days after the Taliban took over Kabul. Again, that's Global Insider from Politico. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll leave a link to the show on our show notes. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com backslash morning energy. If you like our show, then like it. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps more people find the show. Some of the music in today's show came from the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Annie Snyder, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future.